In the shadow of the most powerful city in the world, the Capital Golf Gang is on the air with instructor John Ronis from the Ronis Academy at River Creek, executive director of the Middle Atlantic PGA, John Gould, and former University of Maryland golfer, Ron Thomas. And now your host from Afternoon Drive on the Team 980 Radio in Washington, D.C., Steve Zabin. The gang is not all here, but we are live in the Mobile Strike studio right outside Golfdom. And we've got myself, John Ronis, Buddy Christensen, owner of Golfdom, and John. Ron is out golfing today, Mr. Ronis. He's in the yeah. Bellhaven two ball. Have at it. Because it's a 60-mile-an-hour wind out right now. Tough conditions. High-level event, though, for amateurs in our area. Yeah. And John Gould is uh, unavailable today. So it's just us three kids here in the van having a nice day. Good to see you, buddy. How are you? Happy to be here. And I wish we were inside, but... We had a little uh, wind, wind, <laughs> wind power outage here right <laughs> That's now. Crazy. That's okay. You'll be ringing up the putters by hand. Yeah, we will. Old school. Do you have an old school invoicing oh, system yeah. you can well, do that it's, on? It's actually new school, right, with Square and the, the mobile, you know, able to take credit cards oh, that right. way. Right. So it is writing it down. we got to enter it into our system later. But uh, as far as taking money, we can still do that with new technology. Speaking of technology, I was thinking about this. I don't know what got me to thinking, but I was transporting myself mentally back to 1984 Ooh. when I walked into what was the precursor to Golfdom, Washington Golf. It was, it was probably it Washington Golf Center then, or Washington it, was, Golf Center, it might have been Tyson's Washington Golf Center. Then. Yeah, and it was on the back side of Tyco Road, mm-hmm. just not far from here in Tyson's Corner. Right. Did you ever go to that one? Yeah, it's like a little McLean reunion here today with us. It is. Do you yeah. remember that, John? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Yep. And it was behind the NTB Tire Store. Yep. And you wouldn't know it if you didn't know it was there, but golfers found it. Yep. Flocked to it. And it was in 1984 that I bought my first modern driver, a tailor-made tour burner. Bubble. Nope. Nope. That's not the bubble yet. the tour burner. Okay. The original tour burner. This was the first oh, Metalwood, yeah. right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, literally. Yeah. And I don't know why I'm thinking about this, buddy. And I'm like, I remember buying it, and I pr- I'm pretty sure it had a, uh, a True Temper X100 shaft. Does that okay. sound about right? Uh, yeah, they very well could have. X1, X2, up to X5. Uh, yeah, it was more X1, X3. They did have a, oh, a okay. 5, and, and then they had the S4. S, S1, S3. The, S was yeah. standard flex. X stiff. is extra stiff. Correct. And I was not very good. I probably shouldn't have been playing an X100, but I guess I was. My better friends from the Langley Golf Team were in the X500 shaft. I never heard well, of it. And it came, it came, I think, in three flavors. Nine and a half, ten and a half, and a... Mm, I doubt uh, it. Maybe like a twelve, but yeah, no, that sounds like. I think the first, the first ones were like nine and a half. And it might have been eight and, and a half, or maybe just two flavors. Yeah, two. Flavors. It wasn't many. That sounds more like it. Yeah, it wasn't many. One of the guys I knew, Doug Brown, good player, hit it a long time, long hitter, like the Dalai Lama. He had a seven degree, and who knows how and where he ordered that from? But it was like, ooh, they came yeah. a little bit later, like Great Big Bertha was at six degree at one okay. point, right? Anyway, my point is, buddy, when I got that club, they had no idea how to fit me for it back then. Because how could you? How could you? Who, who did? And it wasn't just they had no idea how to fit me, guy off the street. Tour pros weren't much better. Mm-mm. There was no tools 
to fit anybody back then. We knew none of the data. How was it done? Just what? trial and Eyes. error? Yeah, it really Eyes. it was. And But think about it. You're using a, an X100 steel shaft, right? Yeah. Today, yeah. that would be nuts to even consider. Right. So, so that's just where we were as an industry. You know, that was uh, the fact that you could walk in there and see 30 different drivers as opposed to in your pro shop and you see four or five. That was enough of a fitting, if you yeah, will, right. that <laughs> you, you could actually, you could actually it was have all done, Back in the – because we did a ton of it – at Whalen, you know that joint. Sure, yeah. And uh, it was more like, okay, here is, well, what is your swing speed? Like, we finally got something to measure swing speed. When was that? What year? So this is early 90s. Commercially available. Early 90s. So before speed. that, you basically didn't even have that. So you'd look at, literally, you'd watch someone swing a club. <laughs> and that would be regular, usually just regular, stiff. And there really wasn't senior or anything like that. And then the weight of the shaft was kind of like, how strong are you? Right. <laughs> it's really how it was. Yeah. Because, you know, if you were at a golf shop, which most golf shops were, a lot of them were off uh, course, the, the ones that you'd want to kind of go in there and touch the stuff, you weren't hitting outside. So, and the pros back then didn't have a ton of demos. So it might right. be like, try mine. And then he'll try, you, you'll try his, your pro's club. And then it'll be like, well, let's see, that's too heavy and too flex, too stiff. So we'll go with here. There you go. So and it was that really was a fitting. just voodoo back in the day. No, it was Even, eyesight. That's voodoo. Yeah. By, by today's yeah. standards, it's oh, yeah. voodoo. It's feel. And it is probably looking on a range at your ball flight. Now, at a store like the old Washington Golf Center, they had a net in the back. And yep. I remember hitting into it. But it was basically like, how do you like how it looks? And does it feel decent? Yeah. Yeah. And that was. Basically it. But you were moving from persimmon woods to yeah. metal woods, so you yes. were getting into the new technology at the time, oh, yeah. right? I had a I had a Titleist persimmon that was like this blonde mm-hmm. persimmon. It was gorgeous. And it had a super secret weapon, which wasn't secret, but it was a aluminum insert. Mm-hmm. Not the plastic insert. Right. That's I, what I had in my Tony Penna. Yeah, the I Tony Penna aluminum. was big as well. Yeah. So I thought yeah. I was I was a hot hot shine golfer with the persimmon blonde blonde persimmon Titleist driver with a aluminum insert. I think yeah. I still got it in my basement. I should bring it in someday. Yeah. So anyway, it got me to thinking of not only did we not have all the fancy stuff that you have here in Golfdom, the three fitting bays and the launch monitors and everything else, a bunch of di- dozens and dozens of shafts and heads to swap out at a moment's notice to say what do you think about this and then look at the numbers for confirmation not just a guess but from a instructional standpoint nobody looked at their swing back in the day how did you look in your sw- at your swing in the early 80s maybe a giant camcorder yeah did you use those John did. yeah you did yeah. Mm-hmm. okay use a camcorder and then Eventually, the, and then you'd plug that into a, a television set with a coax, basically. Yes. And then you could play it. But also, eventually, you know, I'm not too old here. So when I started teaching, it was 1991. Quickly after that, the flip screen came out on the, the smaller camcorders. And you'd show it to them on that. Literally, a one and a half inch screen. You would show their swing on. <laughs> and the slow motion. Terrible. What, the frame yeah, rate it was, was frame very rate, primitive. Yeah. Blurry, all that stuff. It was like one four hundredth. If you got any f- higher than that, it was it was too dark. 
and the blur came in. It's like, here you are at the top, <laughs> yeah. and now here you are at Impact. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what happened in between then? We don't know. Yeah, exactly. But we'll make it up. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's incredible. Well, let actually. me go back a decade. In the 70s, how did they look at their swings? I don't think they did. It would be literally they could videotape it, but then it would go, they'd have to go back into the lab, sit right. down, right. watch it. Go back out to the range. I mean, because obviously we have video of Hogan and all those guys from a long time ago. But, but it, it wasn't was a like commercial TV station or an actual yeah. v- film, yeah. like an eight millimeter. Correct. Okay, so there's and they'd that. have to watch it and then go work on it. I think that's why back in the seventies there are so many different high level swings that looked a lot different. You know, sure. organic yeah. looking swings. Yeah. More homemade. Trevino's was a lot different from Weisskopf, tall and flowing and high finish and everything else. Johnny Miller, different from Arnold Palmer, different from Jack. Now, except for guys like Matthew Wolf, all the swings, boys, don't they fit into a pretty narrow range of optimal motion, leverage, and everything else? Certainly at certain points of the swing, they they all are in the same spots. Um, But, yeah, you you see – I mean – Think what, what what instructional video did you watch growing up? I read "Golf My Way." Golf My Way. I read "Golf My Way" by Jack Nicholas, yeah. and I did get the VHS tape. My uh, grandfather, Nick O'Neill, got me that. One of the biggest selling. Uh, to get back to your question, it was it, it, to the naked eye. There's not a whole lot different, but there's a lot of different intricacies. If you just took Dustin Johnson and and you know. Uh, uh, Justin Thomas and Spieth and Finau. You just took all those. There's some considerable differences in That's their swings. That's true. Right? But, yes, you're right. It's, most of them are pretty much packaged. Um, Al Guyberger was one of the largest selling videotapes back in the day, and it was just it was Mr. 59 right. or whatever. Right. And it was just him swinging the club over and over to, like, same, soothing music. Same here. Try doing what <clears throat> I do. Yeah. Hi, I'm Al Guyberger. <laughs> I just shot 59. What have you done? Oh, yeah. nothing. Try doing this. And it's just play music and put you into like a trance. It was beautiful. <laughs> and, Go to and, sleep with it. But that golf my way, that's what I remember growing up watching and going, right. okay, this is how you play the game. And, and But now you can go to YouTube and catch eight gazillion different yeah. instructional uh, yeah. videos. and, and so None I, of those guys were taking videos and analyzing their no. swings. They just weren't. They in were the 19- digging it out of the dirt. That's uh, Like Hogan said, the secret's yeah. in the dirt. You've got to dig it out. I remember in the 90s, I collected and put into laminated sheets in my notebook the frame-by-frames in Golf Digest yeah. of top tour pros. Down the line, face on. Boy. And I would look at those with like marvel, like, wow, look at him here, look at him there. You and my dad and father-in-law could have a great conversations <laughs> of the clippings of Golf Digest put into the, the folders, swing. the clear folders and the notebooks and just random stuff. Oh, and I remember how legend had it that in the 80s, Tom Pertzer, an otherwise journeyman tour pro, had allegedly the, the best, best swing on yeah, tour. Right. Yep. In terms of its look, its yeah. angles, yep. its fluidity. That turned to like Did, Steve Elkington later. Yeah, right. and, Elk used to be yeah, that guy. Yeah. It didn't win much with that. Neither of them. <laughs> I know. Neither of them. That's I the craziest know. thing. The greatest swings on tour, none of them won. Well, and then think about the equipment that they were using, right? It was yeah. not to the precise degree at all that they're using now. I mean, they said you walk up and down the range in, in the 70s, 
and you look at someone's bag, you'll see where the sweet spot is on each club. And it was different. Yeah. Wow. But that guy would tune in on this is where it is on my five iron, this is where it is on yep. my six iron. But that's how good you had to be because, sure. you know. And they yeah, said so Jack hard. Nicholas's golf balls, the McGregor golf balls he was using, they said they were by far inferior than every other golf ball out there. And I it's remember hearing that. And how, how well was, he played with it. He was committed to it because he owned the company. Right. And he had to stay true to it. They're like, you're hurting yourself. Could have run 40 majors. Yeah, I got a lot of money to make with this thing. I, <laughs> Maybe I got, it was a good decision. I got, I got 10 gross of these golf balls, and I don't lose them either. <laughs> it just, it's uh, amazing how far things have come, and I think it's wonderful. But part of me feels a bit nostalgic, like we've lost something. We've lost maybe the soul of the game, that guys who are really good players, and you see them, John, on your high school team and in your lesson bay, they can get into perfect positions. Yeah. Because they can see them all at 1,000 frames per second if they want to. That's the challenge of being a, uh, I'd, I'd say, hopefully I'm more of a coach than an instructor, but that's the challenge of being the coach is to get the player out of the mechanics and uh it's fun actually draw draw the player out draw the athlete because you're not playing golf swing yeah you're playing golf yeah go get it you know go grind when you need to grind go go hustle go learn yourself and what you do under pressure and all the other stuff that you can't learn by watching a video in your golf swing and looking at the numbers well and you know this isn't just golf all sports have experienced this different like my my high school golf coach was our our baseball coach and he told me a couple years ago um i see more perfect baseball swings that cannot hit a ball yeah and that's really that's where it's going wow yeah well of course baseball involves the absolutely black art of guessing and figuring out where the pitcher is going to throw it's completely right what sequence are they setting me up is this really a curveball or is it a change-up read the seams react and everything else it's but, a freakish skill set oh it is it's a freakish supernatural yeah. right yeah. but but his point was these kids are are learning they're getting this instruction on exactly how to swing but that's he's like they're not mean they know playing how to play. the game well, mean they, they, know they how can't to... track it Right. Just like a golfer can't flight it. Sure. Can't finesse it. Can't do it. All those things because is all they got is uh, 178 ball speed, launch angle 11 degrees, spin rate 2100. You know, it's just. I uh, am a uh, robot. Uh, 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 get that yeah. spin rate down. Yeah. Now, is there a current best swing on tour? Does one Shoot, no. exist? Is it all a matter of preference, basically? I mean, if you take the top five players in the world, their swings are completely different, and uh, I wouldn't say that one's better than the other. I, Justin I, Thomas? It's a little better, but it's very upright. Like, you've got to be careful of what you're teaching someone for, you know, like Nicholas. Nicholas' swing was incredibly dynamic, and we never look at it as you, instructors. Oosthuizen's one that I just enjoy watching yeah. him swing. Yeah. It's just a smooth and yeah, very rhythmic yeah it's a lot out of it i think justin thomas is the best pound for pound guy because of how small he is and how far he hits it bryson yeah, look, look at these five that you got pulled up here ju- this is the money list right now justin thomas bryson DeChambeau, xander shoffley cameron smith and dustin johnson yeah so dustin johnson has an incredibly bowed wrist at the top you're not going to teach that to most people he's a freak show with arms longer than my legs and he's a freak <laughs> avatar athlete Cameron Smith kind of just finishes dead left when he comes through the ball. Shoffley swings good. DeChambeau's a maniac. And Justin Thomas' swings quite upright, for, especially for a relatively short guy. So, and then you got Smith, 
I mean, Spieth and Matsuyama probably has the best in that first yeah, 10 there. But yeah, but he's even got that. He doesn't pause anymore. Pause. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, again, you need individual uh, things in your swing because um, it's not going to be perfect. Like, no swing's perfect. Right. So you have and to understand your swing. It's got to be perfect or it's got to be good under pressure. You gotta, yeah. And, and, and the other thing is you've got to know how to get it back in line when it's out of sorts. Right? Correct. So yep. it better be yours. Your swing right. as well. Did you see the Club Pro Guy video on how to shallow out your swing? I didn't oh see this one God. yet. By the way, I almost cringe showing this to you, John Ronas, because, you know, you're the guy that's trying to teach proper stuff in the swing. Oh, I believe and it. And he puts out this to his 100,000-plus followers. And I'm all, like, all for it. Hey everybody, Club Pro Guy here, coming to you live from the Learning Center. Sponsored, as always, by my friends at About Golf. (laughs) You know, one of the things we hear so much about from a teaching perspective in today's modern game is the ability to get shallow in our backswing. (laughs) What exactly does that mean? Getting the club to shallow out is the ability shows to shows a picture of Ricky Fowler, who is yeah. shallow, right? Oh, yeah. In order to Do you really want to be shallow? To the uh, no. 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 Okay. We don't want to be no. steep at the top. We want to be shallow. But how do we train ourselves to do this? It's almost Great. impossible to do because most of you guys out there are 14 to 18 indexes, and you have very limited athleticism or general God-given <laughs> ability. <laughs> Luckily, I came up with a great drill called the paper towel drop drill that might give you a fighting chance. Just grab any club. I've got my Nickit 3-wood right here. and Slide a paper towel. <laughs> That's an equipment joke, isn't it, buddy? Yeah. Nickit. Yeah. Are they still in business? No. Well, Dick's bought them. I, the I think they may still really use it. Because it tells you in real time when you've gotten shallow enough, and it basically gives you the go-ahead to start your downswing. When you begin to shallow out, gravity from the paper towel will hit the ground, and then you'll know it's go time. It's go Let time. me show you what I'm talking about. Just set up. He's got his sandals on. Back. Wait, 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 wait. Fire! <laughs> <laughs> it's off into the woods. Damn no, I didn't catch his that punch one, out but game I felt a great. lot more potential power. For more information on shallow <laughs> The layers here, the layers here are fascinating. One, pleated pants, cuffed pants, sandals, beads, 25 logos on his shirt. The Link staff bag in the Yeah, the Link staff bag. He's yet on any of these ones that I've seen to hit the screen. I know. He hasn't even hit the screen yet. The guy's great. And uh, I love all that stuff. Right. But uh, don't try that drill on the range. Yeah, no. no. (laughs) If I see paper towels tomorrow on the range, (laughs) I'm tackling them. All right. Coming up, we'll play a quick nine here on the Capital Golf Gang, presented by Golfdom. Get on out to play, but more importantly, get geared up and ready for the season by coming into Golfdom here in Tyson's Corner. Zabe Ronis, buddy, in the van outside the store. We're back with more right after this.
You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang. Conley Four just, guys who once dreamed of becoming caddies on the PGA Tour until they found out you have to take the blame for everything. And we're back in the van. Zabe here, John Ronas, and Buddy Christensen, owner of Golfdom. My voice is cracking right there. I'm going to blame it on these spring allergies. As we are now into the glorious month of May, the trees have popped. Grass is growing like crazy. Come on into Golfdom and get suited up for the year. Uh, Mr. Thomas is out playing in the Bellhaven. Is it four ball? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not two ball. Okay. Four ball. So, yeah, what is, what is that signal right there? That is, I can't hear you in my headphones. Oh, all of a sudden you can't hear yeah. me now. That's okay. I can hear you. How come? Were you hearing me the first uh, time? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's weird. Maybe that's I'll, okay. Maybe I'll jiggle this right it's no here. big deal. No, it's a huge deal. No, I can hear you. I just can't hear you in my headphones. Okay. Very, very good. That's um, all right. Anyway, the Bellhaven Four Ball, tell people a little bit more about it as an event in this area, as a long-time event. It's, it's invitation only. Yeah, for better players, and it's very prestigious as a two-man event. It, it, I think it's maybe the most prestigious in in the uh, Northern Virginia area right. that we we deal with. And, and one year, I, you know, I've never played in it. I've never been at that level, but um, got some friends who play in it. And it is a we've got to do this every year. You know, when you get in, of course. Um, one year when they were doing the Bellhaven uh, redo, uh, yeah, they they. They had to shut it down for a year, so we actually took That's it over right. for a year at, at the, Westwood the Golfdom Invitational. No, it was at Four Streams actually. Oh, oh cool! Yeah, so it was a cool little event. Actually, uh, our our Footjoy rep ended up winning it uh, with his partner, which was interesting. I and think then he it was got immediately yelled, fired by yeah, Footjoy. Yeah, like, for, you don't uh, sell enough shoes. You're too good at golf. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but yeah, it's it's a big event. It's kind of the kickoff to the year in in yeah. for the that t- that type of player yeah all right well let's see i hope hope it's a team event yeah two two man yeah two man okay that leads us into our first question here on a quick nine which is the zurich classic needs to dump the partnered format or four ball and replace it with blank or do you like that event just fine the way it is leishman and cam smith your winners the aussie duo last week you know, I, I think it's just like anything else. It's it's when the stars don't win these things or come out to these things, and they're just not as – the cachet isn't there. Okay. Because it is interesting to change up the format and things like that, but it's just – you know, I, I watched – I like two swings. Okay. And I've actually been watching golf this year, but it just didn't – I didn't have any interest in it. And I'm in the same boat, but I will say they could – I mean, they're trying, right, with something different. Sure. But – I would say if they took what we did last week on my my buddy's trip um, and added this little flavor to it, could be interesting. The takeaway. Uh oh. You get two takeaways against. Take your, away a good shot. You get a takeaway. Oh. It is brutal. We just we were laughing playing. So we did this for nine holes. You you got to take two, which was too many. So of course the next the next round we took it was raining. There's nobody else out there. So we said, all right, we're doing one takeaway a hole. So wow! Any good shot wow. was getting yanked, but it was it was fun. It was fun to kind of wow. One takeaway, a hole. Uh, yeah, it was it was brutal. That is tough. You were in Pinehurst, right? Right. How was it? It was awesome. Where'd you Where'd you go? Pinehurst proper. So we didn't play any of the Pinehurst courses. We were at Forest Creek. Uh, oh, Forest the Creek. first day. <laughs> and then, Filet uh, mignon. Yeah, that was that was nice. And then 
Mid-Pines, Pine Needles, second day. That's where my group is going in 21 days. Have you played Mid-Pines? All the time, all uh, the, every time, all the time. It's fantastic. I, I, I fall in love with that club, yeah. that, that course, more and more every time I play it. Um, and then we played two at Mid-South, which is where we stayed. And okay. we, we enjoy that course, and that's where we did the uh, the takeaway. And, nice. And then we played Dormy Club the next morning. And, Another and great trip. place. Dormy Club's awesome. It's a good trip. I should probably fold up my trip, Ronis, which is too much work nowadays. Just go on Buddy's trip. i got to yeah. get invited first. Yeah, well. Yeah, it's takeaways. tough. Takeaways. It's tough. It's Interesting. like the so, ball. Someone said they should replace the better ball with captain's choice, a two-man captain's choice. Would that be dumb for tour players? No, I mean, it's it's exciting because it's captain's choice is, is scramble. It it's great shot, slightly greater shot. Oh, which one am I going to take? Yeah. What about alternate shot? Well, I like alternate shot. I always like okay. alternate shot because alternate shot gets into the flavor of some strategy. Sure. And, um, and you can yell at your partner, you know, because your partner puts <laughs> you behind the, the tree. Biggest. I'm all for whole tournaments of alternate shots because that's where four days of alternate shot – someone's going to get yelled at. And that's the whole key to, to yeah. adding some drama Plus to alternate it. shot is a lot of this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right. I love <laughs> it. I'm really sorry. I love it. Man, I stink today. I'm putting you everywhere. But I love alternate shot and, and um, you know, alternate shot with uh, odd and even holes off the tee, things like that. But alternate shot's the best format. Okay. All right. Let's go to hole number two. What is a greater infringement upon your God-given rights as a weekend golfer? A, no carts in the parking lot. Boo. Or, I'm sorry, sir, the driving range is closed. Well, for me, (laughs) there are no balls hit on the driving range before the round. Basically, the quota is usually there. I kind of just roll out, hit some putts, and go because, let's face it. You're at that stage of life in your game. Warm-ups are for people who try. And you're not that person. Uh, I'm just, I just don't want to see what I got coming into the round. <laughs> I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. It's like looking in the mirror when you're at a certain age. I don't want to see it. Yeah. Okay. The parking lot. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to, I'd like to drive out at the end of the round. I don't care about the beginning, but I'd like to drive out the oh, end yeah. of the round, draw my clubs off. Buddy, what do you think? I, I got to hit balls. I mean, at least just to get the back going, ready to go. So I, yeah, I'd be disappointed if the driving range yeah. was closed. But I know from an insurance standpoint, they don't. A lot of courses don't like. You out in the parking lot with your golf cart? Yeah. But, man, it's so convenient. Like, just swing me out to my car, and I can unload, throw it in the trunk, and I'm good. The big oh. question is, why is the driving range closed? Yeah, right. Maintenance. It's what? Soaking well, wet. shouldn't be. Out well, of golf balls. Right. What else? What other issues are the, the, we going to see today? The, Billy the Grange kid out called in sick. Out of golf balls? Out of golf? a million golf? things. Out of golf balls? I've heard it all. I've seen it's it all. It's a driving range. Amen. You're right. From an operational standpoint, yeah. it should never be closed. Yeah, right. But life is not always perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, hole number three, quick nine. Brandel Chambly has recently been on social media on a warpath, arguing with people about taking angles on tour for better players. He says that the modern player does not pursue angles when strategizing how to play a course. He says it's not worth it. It's all about the data Strokes gained and mostly distance, if anything else. Do you agree or disagree? Such BS. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know why this guy wants to bark up this tree. You what know, if I said Chambly. it wasn't Chambly? What if I said, hey, do you believe in chasing angles yes. on a golf course? You do. Totally. Really? Totally agree with chasing angles. Okay. I think it's, stri- you know, shortest point between two places is a straight line. 
So let's find the angles that gets us closest to that. And it's all about it's all about ang- In fact, the whole game is about angles. The shot into the green is about the proper angle. So that means the shot from the tee has to be at a proper angle to get the proper angle so that you can use on a difficult golf course the green effectively so that you have the next putt at the right angle so that it's a straight putt rather than a huge breaking putt. That's taking for granted that you can do all that stuff. The whole game is about angles. So it's a, it's a nonsensical comment <laughs> that he's making, whether it's Chambly or anyone else. And I actually... I like Chambly. I think he brings a lot to the table, but he barks up trees for a long, long time after like caterpillars. He is, he is you know, a dog no that's reason. out in the yard. Roof, 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 yeah. roof, roof, roof. Shut yeah. up. Yeah, what are God you barking sakes. at? Just stop. Here, here's his tweet, buddy. The idea of chasing angles or the belief that anyone, since possibly Hogan, is good enough to do so is a chest beating attempt to glorify professional golfers or. Golf course architecture. One should chase not angles, but odds. Okay, all right. All so, the way to the bank. So what he's sorry, buddy. What yep. he's saying there is, if you take ten shots on the range, and this is why I kind of agree. If you take ten shots in the range, you're going to find your total disbursement of that particular club. Yes. And then you're going to hit the ball into that area, which guarantees the maximum disbursement right and the maximum disbursement left is not going to get you in trouble is what he talks a lot about. And I do agree with him there. But even that presents then an angle to the center point. Right? Right? Yeah. And, and Am I wrong? You're right. With I think, to me, when you say chasing angles, I'm thinking Bryson DeChambeau figuring out where I'm going to throw like this launch thing angle? off. Of, or, no, just no, no, no. Okay. I'm going to try to drive it through the 13th fairway and get it into right. the 14th fairway and get that angle in, as opposed yeah. to, you're exactly right, though. You, you want to, hey, this hole, you want to be on the right side of the fairway to get that angle in. I mean, that's yeah. just something we all do, right? But On 18 at the Players' Championship, DeChambeau wanted to hit it over the water to the left of the water. Yeah, they and ruled take, it out of and bounds. And they ruled it out of yeah. bounds. And the reason was is because that green from that angle is easier to hit. But that's that's taking extreme measures not intended by the architect. I get it. Right. I get it. I think it's I think with the ability to spin the ball these days with the grooves and the material of the ball and the distance they hit it. The whole thing about well, there's a bunker here on the right, so you want to make sure you're over on the left side to be able to bounce it and run it up. That doesn't happen today. It's an all aerial game. It's a boom, 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 target golf kind of deal. Can't agree with him, but he's not the most popular guy. He's absolutely wrong, and so are you. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. Moving right along. We got that cleared up. Hole number four. What is the best novelty golf club ever invented for its pure, unintentional comedy? Nominees include the air hammer driver or the stand-up putter or the double-sided chipper or the square strike wedge. Or perhaps the Peter Kessler-endorsed Perfect Club. Hi, everybody. Peter Kessler here for the Perfect Club. Don't forget the Alien, which, by oh, the way, was good. The Alien Wedge? That, and that was and a, it was good. When, you, when you're saying novelty in terms of, you know, it's just a joke? Because the Alien was, was really good. It was good. And it helped yeah. a lot of people. Why and, didn't it catch on? As a, why didn't Titleist oh, make a similar wedge? Well, they had a giant globule of steel behind the club face for more momentum and weight and everything else. In fact, companies did glob onto that, really? and that's why the alien's not there. Callaway currently has, I think that's it, the C3? Uh, no, is that, it's or is not. That's another but, novelty? But, but Callaway's got theirs. Um, when I the was growing sure, up, there sure was out. one. Sure yeah, 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 yeah. The Sure Out was one that was been around for a long time. Right. 
And so, yeah, that that's a that's a good club to help the average person out. I was saying, you know, what's interesting about the alien yeah. is people buy the alien, they don't read the instructions on it. They think you're supposed to hit it the same way as a normal club with an open club face, and it doesn't work at all. Right? Oh, it's really? It's square. It's supposed to be square, so it helps getting it out of there. The double-sided chipper that is to so me. versatile. <laughs> you could hit a clean and pleasing shot from any situation. <laughs> Who is this then call this Nick? number right now and order. Oh, uh, we scam you. Club. This is this is a guy who Trust did a me. he did a spoof video on the Perfect Club. <laughs> I was trying to find actually Peter Kessler, who uh, was on the Golf Channel at one point. Hello again, everyone. It's not him. No. I'm PGA member Jay Golden, and I'd like to start out by wishing you all. A happy and healthy. Okay, I don't have time for you. Yeah, either. sorry, Jack. I actually own a perfect club. There's it was, Peter Kessler. It was given to me. I, I was not. I didn't buy it. Our best swings have a certain feeling, <laughs> a feeling we want to duplicate much more frequently. I want to introduce a swing trainer. Such a great voice. You recreate the feel of your best swing. It can help ingrain. This is for something else. This is not the Golly, perfect club. But just to listen to the right. voice, it's I the know. breathing. I know. It's like it's this is stone. so soothing. Oh, I'm stone. Right. How about the square strike chipper? You don't sell that in there, do you? No, right? I don't even know what that is. Never seen the square strike? I don't, I don't How about you, Ronas? Yeah, I've seen it. But to me, the biggest thing is a double-sided chipper. Hey, man, two right. clubs in one, baby. Oh, yeah, I've But seen why? That. What do you mean, why? So you get out of trouble left-handed. It's chipper. Well, go in. Oh, this this is one of my students had this, this. wedge guarantees yesterday. you're never going to chunk a shot. You're ever never going to chunk a shot. You can believe me. I've got a British accent. So, one of my students had this yesterday, and I looked at it. It's pretty good. Had no idea what it's used for. Said I bought this, and I have no idea why I use it. Wow. What I use it for? Corny it was. Well, there's only really one way of testing. I'm going to give it a test. I'm going to give you guys the honest truth about okay. it. Okay. Yeah. It's just a chipper, and it's probably like uh, pitch and wedge loft, and the front leading edge goes 45-degree angle up, right. so you have no leading edge to ever catch. Sure. So. Well, anyway, uh, any uh, final thoughts? Your perfect club or the best novelty club no. you've ever seen? Double right. side chipper. Hole number five. Have you ever decided to ban somebody from one of your golf trips, and if you did, did you tell him? Yes and no. That's my answer. <laughs> yes no elaboration. No. <laughs> well, yes, I, we have banned someone, he and no, we buddy. never told him. He doesn't want to have to say anything more than that. Uh, you don't we, need to we, name names. We have, we, on my college boys trip, we definitely banned a couple guys when they woke up one morning and said, hey, we're playing each other, and we're just going to call our match even. We're, oh. we're a little too hungover. Like, no, 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 that's not how this works. So, no, no invite back. There were some guys on my trip that they just sort of stopped getting the invitations. They weren't necessarily banned. It was a soft band kind of a thing. But then there was one time in which one of our guys, because it was raining on the first hole and a half, packed it in on Sunday, last day, and went to Cracker Barrel. Oh, dear. With his partner, playing partner. And I was like, you Cracker Barreled it? So now we talk about Cracker Barreling it any time it gets bad. I'm like, don't you Cracker Barrel That's it. That's hilarious. My boy Hatchet did that. Uh, hole number six, quick nine, etiquette question. A host you don't know very well brings you to his swanky private club. He has to leave right after the round. He doesn't tell you to stick around, but you do anyway to hit some balls, maybe have a drink. How long is it appropriate? For you to stay there, unsupervised. Zero minutes. Wow. 
Host I'm, leaves. I'm with you John. Leave. Yeah, I'm with John. I mean, he leaves now. It's you know the guys you played with are hanging out, having a, a cocktail after hitting balls, whatever, and they're like, "Hey, join me." That's one thing. So when I was at Blue Mountain Blue Mountain Country gone. Club in Wisconsin, and my host left, and I stayed there for three and a half more hours mm-hmm. at their chipping area, which is a lovely. It's that's like a pitching area. They've yeah. got a fifty yard full green under the trees, gorgeous. That was wrong of me? Don't you have homes? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Hole number seven, quick nine. Tiger posted his first post-car accident picture. What did you make of it? I loved it so much having nothing to do with Tiger. I love the dog sitting there next to him. That's all I care about. That's such a good Love dog. the dog and his comment. Border, border Collie, right? I'm, I'm not sure exactly what the... Uh, That's a shave down border collie if it is, but that the you know what I love the picture I love everything about it because I do want to go of what Tiger said. Good boy, you're such a good boy. What about the dog's yard? Look at this dog's yard. So I love the fact that that he said something about you know man's best friend. Tiger's becoming a lot more human. He may never play golf again, but I'm starting to like him even more and more. Yeah, it was great to see. He's got a nice smile. he actually looks less banged up than have I would have expected. Yeah. Have you done any zooming in on the leg? Try to see what's going on there. It's I mean, pretty. I uh, know. Buttoned no. up. Okay. On how you can right. see that? Well, now. it's good to see. Good to see. And that, that dog is magnificent. A it border, really is. A border collie on five acres on Hobe Sound in Florida with a private little pitching area golf course. That dog is in heaven. That's yeah. heaven. Runs around left that and right. Absolutely heaven. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right. Hole number eight. Quick nine. Should the U.S. Open and PGA Championship? even have special exemptions in their pockets to hand out. Currently, Phil is considering a special exemption to the U.S. Open at Torrey. I don't know why he's not snapping it up. He flushed one visit to go to his daughter's graduation at Aaron Hills, so he's kind of owed one. And then Ricky, Ricky. I guess, has got one of the PGA, and there's some people going, I don't know about that. Because the PGA is already... Oversubscribed? Yeah, pretty... You know, because of the PGA field. professionals. Yeah. Oh, right. right. They've already got a lot you of. You know, PGA so it's pros. already that's a special exemption. It's twenty of those, right? Twenty of the club right. pros that get in. So okay. that's already a special exemption, and then to give more. Um, Should these championships that are not invitationals even have these in their pocket to throw around like candy? I kind of they, ha- they have. I kind of think they shouldn't. Oh, the, the, the majors. Yeah, the majors. I say no. No, the majors. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. U.S. Open PGA Championship are majors. They shouldn't have these favors in their I pockets. Say right? absolutely right. Well, yeah. and one of the really cool things about the U.S. Open is anyone could go play in it. Right? You've right. got to go through the proper steps. Anyone but, can, but you have to qualify. But you have to go through the, the right. process some way. Right? Yeah. What if one of those special exemptions wins? Ricky could find it all of a sudden. Yeah. And win, although it doesn't look. No, that you're way right. I think you're totally right. So, I don't think they should be for a major. You should have to imagine losing earn in a playoff it. to a guy that got in on a special exemption. Right. Like, great, glad you invited this jerk. And the right. media will say that's a great story. Of but the fact is that he took a spot that someone else should have got. All right. Finally, hole number nine, quick nine. Would you rather play Augusta National once? Or caddy for the lowest-ranked, newly-minted PGA Tour player for a full season, having to pay your own way around, but getting paid like a typical caddy. So, in other words, you get a cut of his winnings, which may not be a whole lot. Which would you the, rather this do? This theme keeps coming up in the Zabin designs, yeah. and the answer never changes for me. Play Augusta. Play Augusta once. 1,000%. <laughs> 1,000%. Is it yeah. possible you end up upside down for the year financially caddying for a newly-minted tour player? Sure. Easily. 
Easily. And, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I've got a buddy who, who did both. He played Augusta once, and he <laughs> caddied for uh, – his good friend on tour. For, oh, well, we need, for I should have had him on the show. That, that's so weird. Just for I that one question. Literally yeah. did not know that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Very good. Final segment coming up here on the Capital Golf Gang, presented by Golfdom. Zabe, John Ronas, Buddy Christensen. We're back after this. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who only care about one trajectory on their irons. Airborne. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who have to come up with creative excuses to their wives for those grass stains on their pants. Final segment here. Good to have you along on a Saturday morning on the Team 980. We are outside of Golfdom in Tyson's Corner. Great place to go to get all your gear for the season. Not just equipment and fitting, but apparel as well. You've got to look good. When you're out there shooting your 97 or whatever it is, play your game. You do you. Don't worry about your score, but look good doing it is what I like to say. So we got a couple odds and ends here to talk about. First of all, uh, there is a journeyman player by the name of Michael Visaki who qualified on like a Monday qualifier. I guess they still have these for the Valspar. <clears throat> yeah. And he's a big fella. You know, he reminds me of... Uh, Big old teddy bear. I was going to say, who is it? Uh, uh, Dave Blackman? No. Dave Blackmar? But he wasn't Phil, beard, he wasn't Phil, bearded. Phil, Phil Blackmar, Blackmar, not Dave Blackmar. Dave looked, Blackmar was somebody else. He looks a little bit like Beef there, you know? He that, does. Yeah, I agree with that. Where's that beard? Beef Johnson? Uh, he's, not, he's, not, he's been eating a lot. I think golf is tough. Golf is very difficult. It, beef was... Uh, you get a couple endorsements, and it's, you know, getting paid before the round starts. By the way, I saw where apparently Bill Haas and Hunter Mayhem teamed together at the Zurich. They're like trying to get their games back. And I'm like, man, golf is tough because not that long ago, those guys, I mean, Bill Haas won the what? tour championship. Right, right, right. Hunter Mayhem was a Ryder Cupper on multiple teams. Now they're like in the wilderness. Crying on they're the way not, back from wherever they lost. <laughs> Wales. They're not, I mean, they're not 70. They're not even, they're probably in their early 40s after look it up, but the time does fly. So here he is. This, this, this is him calling his dad uh, because he had qualified just for one event, not a full tour card, just one event. I made it. <laughs> Got the uh, putt of him going in to make it. Boom. Oh, my goodness. Did he need to make that putt to get in? I think it helped. Um, yeah, but I didn't know. Might it have been a playoff. Was, looks like maybe a playoff, like, maybe right? Maybe so. Yeah, yeah that, looks, was, that was awesome. Looks, looks like it. a playoff. So and, yeah, here he is, Cinderella stories. <clears throat> well, there is a backstory to this that there is a lot of sacrifice, apparently economically, to get. There always is. Yeah, I guess you're right, but God, you know, feel good for the guy, yeah, please. Absolutely. I mean, I don't care if he cries and falls down and well, rolls around, but it, it's a big achievement. The. Uh, Monday qualifier on Twitter, something like that. It, I follow this Monday qualifier, and it, in their point is this happens all the time. Like you just happen okay. to catch okay. this moment, yeah. but but this happens all the time where this guy finally breaks through. He's been sleeping in his car for for three months, and now he's got his what big shot. What about Corey so, Connors this year? Yeah, he was a Monday qualifier, right? Yeah, and and won that week. But, but he's like a regular tour pro. Well, he, well, he's now the, he's now like he is. Okay. the favorite this week. Yeah, the gambling favorite. 
What? Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. This guy Corey Connors, was like huh? was like beef here, and he all of a sudden is like in the top ten in every tournament. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I'm gonna look up Visaki here at the uh, uh, yeah, Valspar. Yeah, uh, oh, speaking of guys, like where'd he come from? Lucas, Lucas Glover. Glover. Uh, your leader after Thursday. Charles after actually two rounds, eight under par, sixty nine, sixty five. Zach Johnson. What's his course? Sixty three hundred yards. Hey now. Hey 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 oh, hey. Sorry. Hey, Can hey, I say hey, that out loud? Keegan Bradley, another guy. Who's kind He's of been had wandering. a pretty good year? Yeah, true. But for a while there, he was uh, Vaughn Taylor is in the top twelve. See, that's the thing about tour players because you're not under contract, you're not on a roster. You fluctuate. When you fall off of the horse and you kind of disappear, you disappear. Oh yeah. Like, Whatever happened to that guy? Mm-hmm. And it's tough. And I imagine mentally, John, as a teacher. How tough is that to try to get in your guy's head about, okay, hang in there. You're now all of a sudden not on tour. You're at smaller events. You're trying to grind your way back. Yeah. Very well, lonely, very you know, cold. For me, it's, it's interesting because you could get you know, someone like Matthew who verbally committed as a freshman. Every tournament he played in after that, you know, he was a UVA commit, someone would, someone would win, right? Some, most of the time they'd beat him and be like, yeah, I just beat that UVA commit. Yeah, right. Oh, right. they you love know? that, huh? They love, so you get a, it's com- a pelt. commit to the school, all of a sudden it's like, yeah, I beat that guy's a UVA commit. And it's like, yeah, but he beats you nine out of ten. Yeah. Right. But You know, but that one time. But he's still going to UVA And he's on a still going to kick your ass. And you're not. Right. right. So, right. hang that on your wall? <laughs> right. Well, those those Monday qualifiers, you see what you got to shoot? You know, they're oh, like, they're 63, 60, right? There's 60 guys, nothing. There's yeah. guys who average 65, and they never it's make incredible. it. Yeah. It's, it's a tough. It's a tough road. And, um, and I think just getting your tour card, you know, for those that grind and finally get it, you don't have a lot of privileges. You're just at the bottom of the ladder trying to get into some of these tour events, right? right. Yeah. Hoping but, guys drop out. You probably go as an alternate a few times, right? Just yep. to try to sit in your car and wait and like, oh, please, somebody drop out, drop out. The greatest story of that, of course, of John Daly, who was the, what, fifth alternate at Crooked Stick and yeah. then won the PGA Championship? Yep. God, I can't find... It's Visaki. You have Visaki. Oh, well, there you go. There it was, right there. Go down. No one... Click on it. No... Oh, okay. Well, I'm searching. There you go. All right. Uh, doesn't have him on the leaderboard. I'll find it. Yeah. Should have done it beforehand. So, right. okay, uh... Could slow play actually be a good thing for golf? I know you're saying, shut your mouth. What are you talking about? Apparently, this story was in Jeff Shackelford's blog that Rob Manfred, the idiot who's ruining base, I mean, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, reminded everyone on Monday speaking at a webinar hosted by Sportico, the uh, place, uh, I guess Sportico does... I don't know what they do. It's some sports consulting. He recalled the story of a conversation he had a few years ago with NBA Commissioner Adam Silver, who told Manfred that baseball's slower pace gives it an advantage when it comes to placing wagers. He said, listen, you got to stop talking about the pace of the game, Rob, because your pace is going to be absolutely perfect for sports betting. And he's right. And he was right about that. So we see it as an opportunity to make everything we do better for our fans, an opportunity that our fans clearly want. Now do you know why I call him Rob Manfred, the man who is ruining baseball? 
This is the idiot thinking. Oh, it's good for us. Money, 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 money. If there's more time between pitches, you can fire in an insta bet. And now, I guess they're trying to tell uh, Jay Monahan, hey, let him play slow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We just need the gambling sites to be faster so that, that in their slow play, yeah. we can get that done, right? We can yeah. still do that That part, would help. But don't. Or but, maybe don't gamble so much, you degenerates. <laughs> We're here for a good time, not a long time. John, you are just shaking your head. I just have no comment. Absolutely. <laughs> just have no comment You're in the relationship so, of gambling to so sports. So gobsmacked just, about no, this, I right? No comment. I, just, and I'm, you know, as you know, Zabe, I, I overheard a conversation. Manfred's an idiot. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Look, you don't need to give any inside scoop yeah. on that. Yeah, just... Okay, before we're done today, uh, buddy, you have something you want to promote. Yeah, so uh, May 19th out at Top Golf, um, there's going to be an event. Which one? For, uh, in Loudoun. Is that the only one in our area? Do they close the one, the original Top uh, they Golf? They did close that one in Alexandria. In Alexandria. Okay. I think there's one in Gaithersburg, but, okay. but the one in Loudoun. Okay. Um, a friend of mine, Steve Greiner, uh, PGA Pro's got an a organization called uh, Links to Freedom. Uh, and the website, I believe, is links to, to freedom.org. Um, and it's an event where Ron Rivera is going to be there. I think another Redskin or two will go as well. Uh, but uh, you can buy a ticket, go to this this event that they're putting on uh, for, for charity. Ron, Ron was uh, .org. Uh, Ron was nice enough to, to become part of this with them. And I'm sorry, it's links to T.O., Freedom.org, I believe. Okay, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, and uh, but May nineteenth, uh, they'll have this this event out there, and uh, you can buy tickets for it at that that website. All right, very good, good cause. John Ronas, what about you at the Ronas Academy at River Creek? Just plugging away. Um, I do. I also have a charity that that it's called uh, the Second T, and um, dot com Second T two nd dot com and. Uh, all these things that all these charities are trying to help uh, people enjoy the game of golf uh, because it's such a great game. So if you want to take a lesson, if you want to donate to any charity, or if you really, I can't say enough, come here and browse around this beautiful store here at Golfdom to get your whistle wet to enjoy the game by being fit properly and have great equipment and fun equipment and cool equipment. Please spend a half hour, an hour in this store. There you go. And I have a, new, a charity called the Me Foundation. <laughs> I am available to play your golf course. I literally need to get out and play some golf. So I'm not kidding. You want to invite me? I promise I will not stick around for three and a half I'll hours. I'll tell you what, Zabe. Once you leave, just email me, Zabe <laughs> yeah. at Yahoo.com. This, I will come to your course. This will probably help. I'll join you. Oh! All right, so that'll probably help you get in the door. There you go. A couple low-level celebrities. (laughs) And I'll bring a a two-pack of Top Flights promotional pack from inside the store. We'll work on that for you. All right, guys. Thanks for your time this week. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the beautiful May weather. Spring is fully here. Golf season is on. And another edition of the Capital Golf Gang presented by Golf is in the books. We'll see you next week. This has been the Capital Golf Gang on the Team 980. If you'd like the gang to visit your home course, send your inquiries to Zabe at Yahoo.com. That's C-Z-A-B-E at Yahoo.com. Or visit the show page at www.theteam980.com. And for free swag, we're all an extra large. So, yeah, thanks for the shirts.